everybody's attention. <coughs> I have three things that I want to... Rabbi Yisrael, if I can ask everybody to come to the back, where Barone comes. Rabbi Yisrael, I have three things I want to share with the Olam. But I will say that if Rabbi Ron, and I'm just going to introduce him and stop literally mid-sentence because I'd much rather we all get to hear Rebaron. So if he comes, I'm going to stop. But before he comes, if we if we have this the, the time, I want to share three things with Ilum. The point number one I want to make is we're we're headed towards Tubishvat. It's one of my favorite days of the year, and I want to explain it why. I call it the Waterbury Day. And I want to explain why Tuba Shvat is a yamtiv we own in the yeshiva. It's our yamtiv. And it is coming. It's coming very soon. It's coming next week, Tuba Shvat. And I want to explain why Tuba Shvat is our yamtiv. Tuba Shvat we celebrate. It's really a machlaikis. When the Rosh Hashanah when the beginning of the year of the tree is the Rosh Hashanah and the Machlaikis Tanayim, if it's Rosh Shvat or if it's Tuba Shvat. Now it seems very strange that on Rosh Hashanah we're sitting here hoping that our ice hockey court freezes and we can actually play some hockey and. <laughs> And they, but anyway, we're hoping to actually freeze our court, and yet this strange fact that we celebrate Rosh Hashanah Leilanos, we celebrate the Rosh Hashanah of trees. It seems so strange to have Rosh Hashanah Leilanos, Pesach time, Shavuos time. I would hear when the tree is sprouting, beautiful prach and beautiful flowers are coming out. So then you say, wow, happy new year, it's the new year for the tree. But now we don't see the trees as dead as ever, as dead as it was to start the winter, we're in the dead of the winter, it's February. We're still, we still have a couple of snowstorms probably, you know, to go. And to celebrate the rebirth of the tree, the Rosh Hashanah Lilana seems odd. That is how it looks to the world. But there's something I wanted to explain this morning. What I want to share with you this morning, the yeshiva is watching the 12th grade. And we're watching guys just have beautiful, beautiful days. And there's a Rebbe here who deserves all the nachas for what's happening. And for people with superficial eyes, whenever I write about the 12th grade, I am talking about the 10th, 11th, and 12th. I just write about what's so apparent. Anybody who's watching sees the steiging of the 12th grade, but it comes from 10th grade. Process and progress. I'm stopping in the middle because Rebbe Rohn's here. I will continue this thought. So I owe you on Tubishvat. Thankfully, I began this speech a week and a half in advance. The other two things we'll have time afterwards to share. Oh. <laughs>
Guys who study, Rabbi say, for people who study social trends, who study the world a little bit, there's a controversy in America that a certain, especially if you like sports talk, this is like on the more sophisticated, most of sports talk you can imagine is not so sophisticated. It's very just silly talk, but this is like the little more prestigious sports talk, talk a lot about the question of college athletics. Sophisticated people like Ike think about this. College athletics, college sports, you have universities making tens of millions of dollars. You have coaches paid millions of dollars. And all on the backs of players who aren't paid. And it's a raging controversy. Hattie, on the backs of these guys who aren't paid, so many people are making so much money. And yet somehow it's illegal to pay these guys. If they're paid a dollar fifty if you buy them a burger, so then like the Homewood University gets on probation for three years. And this is like a raging controversy, and much has been written on the topic of college athletics. Players who aren't paid and people making millions on their backs. But the truth is, anybody who's been here, that's the sense. What I feel, I know the other Rebbeim as well, that's what we feel. We feel with Bachram, they're paying for yeshiva, but to be involved with Bachram has unbelievable benefits. Where Pasha should pay you to come learn, you should be paid. We shouldn't make so much money off your backs. Because the guy steiging, money is stupidity. But Nisrius, the guy steiging and growing, the impact on being around people that are growing is awesome. The impact, there's schaivus, the demands on yourself. What are you doing? You watch a bacher, and you see him work hard. You see anybody watching a Yaakov Rengel steiging. It's demanding. It demands from you. We can cheer and clap. But we also can say to ourselves, and what are you doing? So being around B'nai Torah, that are steiging is a tremendous, tremendous gains. One of the gains that I've been zeichet to is living, 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 in, living in Waterbury. is a beautiful city, and there's so many things to count, so many milers to count living in Waterbury. One of the difficulties is there aren't older people in Waterbury. There aren't people 10 years older, 15 years older, Rebbeim, the nature, a little bit, come, come, a little bit now, 
but certainly for many, many years, my chevri were the oldest people in the city. And being honest, I always felt that was the price that we didn't have rebellion and role models and people to look up to. Older people just who, who've been through things, who've seen things. And one of the many, many gains I've gotten from the Olam is I've gotten to meet through the Bachman gaining Rebbeim. I have gotten Rebbeim for myself. People to meet, to look up to, to learn from, to be inspired by. And one of the Rebbeim that I've been zeichet to have through the Olam, on your backs, through the Olam, one of the people that I've been zeichet to get, and somebody who's been a Rebbe to so many Bachman in the Yeshiva, Really, to, to anybody who's been through this yeshiva has been impacted directly or indirectly through many of our dorm councils, our Talmidim of Rebbe Baron Shlita. And I could tell you that when he comes to speak, I want to hear him barely. I want to hear the Rebbe speak. I want to be inspired. I want to be impacted. I look forward always to going to Eretz Yisrael and certainly to be with the Olam to see all the Bacham and to spend time, but a lot to hear also and to see and to witness Rebbe the Avas HaTorah, the Avas HaShem, the Avas Yisrael, that is Pashat Kachi. It's something to, to really hold on to. And it's a, tremendously appreciated that Rebbe comes yearly, makes the trip to Yeshiva to speak to us and to inspire us. I thank personally Rebbe Always, I go there to so I look forward to our Seder. I'm looking forward in two weeks to sitting down and learning together, Be'ez HaShem, I ask again for the Seder. And I really thank Rebbe Ron, I thank Rebbe for coming here. So many, so many of our Chaverim are there in Eretz Yisrael, steiging tremendously. Beautiful way, just anybody who's seen Yosef Sabo who's run into him, what a kid of Shemayim, a Ben Abacher was telling me, Abacher was telling me, Abacher on the phone told me yesterday that he davens near Nachi Freilich. It's changed his life sitting and davening near Nachi. And the list goes, the list, the list goes on and on. But we have, we're all Nenner of Shloyme Zalman is saying Shiurim in the Yeshiva, his Rebbe. I don't know if you have know Shloyme Zalman every day, four o'clock. Rabbi Resnick. Shleim Zalman, the Olam sees as a tremendous Avas HaTayra, a Dvar Tayra, a Vart, a Rashi, a Taisvis, a Shtikel Gemara. He loves it. A Rebbe of his in Tayra and in Avas HaTayra is Rebbe Ron, so we're Nene for a, from, from the Rebbe's Paris, we're Nene, Shmuel Frankel, a tremendous Kiddush Amayim, a Talmud of Vinay. I, I, it's a sensitive name because we want him back so badly, but he's sitting and learning. We're proud of Jordan Kurtz. Yeah. Talmud as well. Yeah. Yehuda Solni, who literally yeah. is saving lives. <laughs> Sammy Petlin is a Talmud. Yeah. A Bachar, a Bachar who's been Mahana the whole island and really came back such a polished Bentaira. So just developed Bentaira, Mayor Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. The, list, the list goes on. I'm, 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 very much, I'm very much davening that many of the island here become Talmidim of Rebaron, and I ask Rebaron and thank Rebaron for coming to speak to us.
Rabbi, so before I start, I just have a message. I guess you guys are supposed to understand. From the B5 boys. Shout out, B5 boys. Okay. Before I start your voice, I I feel so humbled and inadequate that Harava going, Rabbi Daniel, Rabbi Kalish calls me Rebbe. It sounds so absurd. And I'm telling you, I'm walking around through my life the last few years, and Rabbi Kalish is my Rebbe. He brought me into a new world of chinuch, the world of understanding a bacher, the world of thinking about the bacher, what's good for him, what's best for him. It's not about me, and it's not about my mice, and it's not about my school, and not about my yeshiva. It's about the bacher, the chanech lanal pidarkoi. It's a it's, it's, it's such a renaissance in the ilum of Chinuch today. The Rabbi Kalish and the whole Tsevet and the whole staff here in what was once Waterbury, Durham. It's a, 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 a earth-shattering renaissance in Chinuch going on in the Yiddish world, which this is going to save Klal Yisrael, and this is what's going to bring Mashiach, Rabbi Isai. And he calls me Rabbi, isn't it? Okay, but... That's part of his anova, I guess. Okay. I'll tell you the truth. When I came here, I was a little bit worried. Because every year when I come to Waterbury, and I come there, we were coming before Shachas a few minutes, you know, guys are learning the base Medrash, and I just feel the spirit, the ruach in the walls from all those years. Now, Skira's going to come this time. I'm going to miss that feeling. Rabbi Isai, I felt it. What took Waterbury years, you guys did it in just a few months. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Okay. Rabbi Isai, I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to expose myself a little bit open up my neshama a little bit to share something with you which is so dear. I hope you'll be able to relate to it. I hope you'll be able to appreciate it. But I feel if not, let it be on your heart. Be'ez HaShem, it will sink in one day. Be'ez HaShem, and I think you're all ready to hear it. Let's start. Lel Yem HaKippurim. Lel Yem Kippur. Goes back 100, 150 years ago when I was still young. And... Two bachrim lach, 17, 18 years old. Mamish, your age, a little bit older maybe. Two bachrim lach, walk in Leil Kanidre. They found a shul in the Tsarist Russia of a Yidin, of a minion of Yidin. And they walk in, they go to the back of the shul, they look around to see where they're holding, and it's already the end of davening. 
and they give a krechts, they give a groan. The groan turns into a whimper. The whimper turns into a cry, and the cry turns into a wail. No one knew what was going on. Two Bachim starting to cry like two babies. Everyone's looking back. The Rav runs to the back, and he says, Bachim lach, what happened? And the Bachim, through their tears, tell them, this is phenomenal. And they say, 13 years ago, when we were five years old, we were kidnapped from our parents' home. That's the time of the Cantonists grabbed into the Tsar's army. No zeicher of anything of Yiddishkeit. No Shabbos, no Yontif, no Tzitzis, no Tfilin, nothing. We became by Mitzvah, knew nothing. Tonight, after 13, 14 years in the Tsar's army, they let us free. We looked into the calendar. It's Lel Yemakipurim. What greater day to get out of the Tsar's army than Lel Yom Kippur? And we were looking for a shul just to pour out our hearts. And we finally found the shul. And here they start wailing again. And we missed it. The most important night of the year we came after the davening. The Rav tells them, I want to tell you something. And he says, there was once a major dintayr. Between two clients and two people that came to the Rav, it was about a huge chicken coop. Each one was saying that it was his. And what's the Rav supposed to do? No one has any proof. Everyone's just saying it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. The Rav said, the only one that could pass in the Shaila is only the chickens themselves. Chickens passing the Shaila. So let's go. They went down to the chicken coop. He puts Reuben on one side, puts Shimon on the other side, opens up the latch, opens up the door. The chickens start going out. They take one glance at Reuben, take a glance at Shimon, and they all gravitate to Shimon. And he says, if when the chickens are let out free, they're gravitating to Shimon, that means they belong to Shimon. And the Rav says, Tu Bachem Lach, 13, 14 years in the Tsar's army, and the first place that your feet are taking you after your doors are opened is to the base medrash, to the shul, to bayrei You are the emesis soldiers in bayrei army. How true and how right. My dear Kindelach, I have nothing better to say than that to you. All of you, in today's day and age, the doors are wide open. A bocher could go anywhere, everywhere, wherever he wants. Here, a kvutze of neshamalach, a kvutze, a group of young bochermlach, who they understand when their doors are open, where do they want to be? They want to be 
in Beis HaMedrish, in Waterbury Beis HaMedrish. They want to be clinging to Rabbein. They want to be clinging to the Dvar Hashem. They want to grow, thirsting, yearning to go and to grow in Tyre and Avoide and Yerashamayim. You, you, every single one of you is that great soldier, that great general, that great sergeant in Bari Olam's army of Oivde Hashem. Rabbi Sai, I want to share with you a vart which one of you said. A vart from this Beis HaMedrash. A vart which Srili Rubin told me a month and a half ago. Marvelous! I'm telling you, I've said this over tens, if not maybe a hundred times already. I was so blown over. I said a shmuz right after it on that, and I've told it over to hundred, probably a hundred times. I said it over. Somebody asked him. A rebbe in yeshiva asked him a question. In the tefillah of Birchas Atayra, we ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu in Vaharev No Hashem for three requests. We make of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Vaharev No Hashem make Tayra sweet. Make Torah sweet in our mouths and in the mouths of all Jews. Request number one. Request number, request number two. Us and our children, our children, our descendants, and all the descendants of Klai Yisrael should all be Yoid Eishemecha. Recognizing and learning And this Rebbe asks really, why, when it comes to Yehudei Shemecha and Loimdei Sarasecha Lishma, recognizing Hakadosh Baruch Hu and learning Torah Lishma, we ask Hashem for ourselves and for our children. But when it comes. And we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, make it sweet for us, there we don't ask for our children. We ask for ourselves, and we ask for Klai Yisrael. We don't ask for our future generations. That was the question that this Magachir asked Suli Rubin. Suli came over to me. He says, Rebbe, they asked me this question. He didn't give me too much time to think, but what he said, I was, Chalal was not thinking along those lines. I said, Sully, so what did you answer him? I'll tell you, Rebbe, what I answered him. Listen to what he said. I was so blown over by what he said. Said, the Halik is really Reuben. I'm telling you, if you would just be here, I would get by the Shmuz, I middle of the Shmuz, I ran over and gave him a hug and gave him a kiss, really. It was so givaldic. And Sully said, if Torah, if Avodas Hashem, if Yiddishkeit is sweet by the Father, he does not have to ask for his children. They'll be automatically sweet by the children. That's Gevaldikidargis, but that's not going to get given over. What's going to get given over? What's sweet? What's this? What's Gishmak? By the Father, 
That's what's going to get given over. You don't have to ask for your children. That's such a murid de kazakh. And I'm telling you, when I was bringing up my kids, when I was younger, and until just two years ago, I'm telling you, I always thought that the secret of chinuch is, it's not what you say, it's what you do. It's true, what you say for sure is nothing. But two years ago, after two years of Imre Bina, I realized a new hagdara, a new nekud in chinuch. It's not what you say, and it's not what you do, which is going to be passed on to children, and to the next generation, and to Talmidim. The one thing, it's not what you say, and it's not what you do. It's what you're passionate about. It's what your feelings are about something. That's what's going to get passed over to the next generation. The feelings are geishim. You could be doing so many gewaldika things, but your heart is not in it. You're not doing it with a passion. You're not doing it with a brand. You're not doing it with a fire. That's not what's going to pass over. What's going to pass over is the feelings about things. Because the passion and the feelings, that's who and what you are. And who and what you are is what gets given over. It's such a myriadic in a kude. And I'm telling you that word is so beautiful. And that's what I want to speak about. My dear, my dear, beloved kindlech brothers of my children. Children, this is what I want to share with you. This is what I want to share with you. How, how do we get to Avaharevna? How do we get into our lives, into that sweetness, into that gishmak of Limuratayra, of Avidas Hashem, of Kirvas Alekim? How do we get to that? How do we come to that? I'm telling you, I just met of three, four Bochum. Now I met. It's marvelous what I'm seeing. I'm marvelous what I'm seeing. Again, his own, just Rebbe, he says, I just decided I just can't carry on like this. We're talking about a 17, 18, 17 year old kid. No, I just saw that life has no meaning. And he just turned himself around on they like a gift to you said, Grnumen zum Lernen. He took it, took to learning, he took to Tayyip, he took to Yiddishkeit. It's Marvel, something like that. That's beautiful. That's, but how, how are we going to get to this Ziskeit, to this Harvin, to this Gishmak, in Avoidus Hashem, in Limurat Tayyip? To the urge, to the drive, to the force, to do Ritzayna Yisbarach, to do Ratzon Hashem, to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu Anachas Ruach, what's going to drive us, what's going to bring us to that? Which Agav, Agav, remember as I was writing this, this is like last week, I, was, I had a real Gishmak Shachris, you know, I was thinking about this and all these things came up, then so I just, after davening, I quickly jotted these things down, like, you know, what, 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 you know, one of my heart was passionate about this, and as I was writing this, last Nachas Ruach, I wrote, Agav, Maze Nachas Ruach what does it mean, giving a Kodesh Baruch Nachas Ruach, I just, as I said, Nachas Ruach, I just could not let it go, so I wrote, Agav, tell them, what's Nachas Ruach, what does it mean to give a Kodesh Baruch Nachas Ruach? Ashrei me, we all sing the song. Ashrei me, Shamoli Bataya, that is toiling in Taya. V'oise Nachas Ruach li'yitzroi. He gives his master Kodesh Baruch Nachas Ruach. What is Nachas Ruach? Akiva knows. Zevi knows. Shmuley knows. You do know. You'll see. I'll just say it. You'll know. Shemaz Alman knows. What's Nachas Ruach li'yitzroi? This is Mamash Agav. This is I'm just to get. 
Cinnamon mint tea. Cinnamon mint tea. Yes. That's not a straw. Cinnamon mint tea. Yeah. You know cinnamon mint tea? You know what it is? You ever tasted it? Oh, it's good schmack, no? Well, I'll tell you what cinnamon mint tea is. Little Moshe, little Moshe. It's not much aga, but just, 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 just as I've read it, I remember seeing you know, you tell the guys, the cinnamon mint tea. Little Moshe, who was 16 years old, his father, his mother, the parents went to Achasana. He comes back, they come back 10.30 at night, and as they walk into the door, his father gets a phone call. He says, Tati, uh, Chaskel, your friend Chaskel is on the phone. So, his father, Moshe's father goes to the phone, and he says, telling Chaskel, I was by Achasana, wow, the chandelier and the flowers and the thing, ich weiss, and then the smorgasbord, and then the suda, wow, 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 you haven't seen such a thing in your life. And for dessert, you know what's for dessert? Apple strudel and cinnamon minty. And you know, Chatzkel, I love cinnamon. And on mint, I go totally berserk. And I drink one, two, three, four, guzzled five, six, seven, and gobble down 17 cups of cinnamon minty in one sitting. And then end the conversation. Three months later, Moishla's father, Moishla's father's. Sitting in the dining room, it's a winter's day, a cold winter day. He says, Moshe, do me a favor, I feel so congested, make me a cup of tea. And Moshe says, Tati, do you need it, Mama? Are you in a rush? He said, well, well, how much time do you need? I need like you know, 20 minutes or so. Okay, but please hurry, I really need it. Moshe dashes out of the house, runs around town to this supermarket, to that supermarket, to that thing, and to that too, and to this kiosk, till finally the other side of town, he found one kiosk which had one tea bag of cinnamon minty. He comes dashing home, makes a 20-minute 20 20 minute deadline, puts on the kettle, brings his father the cup of tea. He brings his father the cup of tea. Father's expecting a uh, Vysotsky, maybe a Lipton lemon. And, <laughs> and he makes a shahakle, and he takes a zip, and he says, Moshele, how did you know? And Moshele says, I heard you speaking on the phone three months ago how you love cinnamon minty. But Moshele, I never ever asked you. I never told you. Says Moshele, but I know that that's what you like. <coughs> Says the Halikim Esilas Yesharim, word for word from what I just told you, this is Nachasrach Yitzray. He just doesn't say the words Cinnamon minty. Everything else he says, Nachas Rachli is just like a child will do for his father who he has a love for his father. He won't just do what he has to do. In any loving relationship, you're not looking just to be Yaitze. You're not looking just to do your basic duty. When there's a loving relationship, you'll go out of your way when you know that this is what your loved one likes. It could be a father, it could be a brother, it could be a friend, it could be a spouse. You'll do everything and anything just to do what you know she or he likes and appreciates. That's Nachas Ruach Torah is a blueprint of what Hashem likes. 
We have to take it to the nth degree. That's giving a nachas ruach takadish baruchu. How? How are we going to get to these feelings of aharevna? The Yiddishkeit is so sweet. The Yiddishkeit is so gishmak. The Yiddishkeit, every mitzvah, every bracha. How? How are we going to get to that? Rabbi Isai. I was thinking to myself, what can I do for you guys? I owe Rabbi Kalish so much. I owe Waterbury so much. I owe you guys so much. What can I give you? And I said to myself, let me share with you the things which inspired me, the things which moved me, which got me going. A few years ago, six, seven, or eight years ago, not so, not so long ago, it was Lael Erevim Kipper. Mashgiach by us in the yeshiva then, a grandson of Rebel Lapian, he said over a story, and he stelled it to Yom Kippur, and just two months ago, six weeks ago, a guy was by me, and he said he heard me say this story over in a yeshiva somewhere, Erev Yom Kippur, before Yom Kippur I spoke, and it struck me. Why is it only for Erev Yom Kippur for Yom Kippur? It should be for all year round. And I'm telling you, I got such chizik from it, from that mice. And I'll tell you the story, and I'll tell you that Erevim Kipper. I was walking around after I heard that story. I was so tearfully emotional. I was emotional at Kedai. Tears from that. And I'll tell you, let me just tell you, I'm going to speak in riddles. Rabbi Yisai, there was a bachel learning in Panavish Yeshiva. 19, 20-year-old bachel. And this is talking about in the end of the 40s, the early 50s, right after the state of Israel came into existence. And at the time, people were very shikr about the whole state of Israel, etc. And this bacher was in Panavish. He decided he wants to go to the army. Wow, idealistically, etc. He left yeshiva. He went to the army. First week was enjoyable, it was gishmak. But four or five weeks down the line, he felt like such a nothing. He felt like such a garnished, you know, the army wasn't a place for Yeshiva Bacher. The Yeshiva plate wasn't a place for him because he went to the army already. He was just so lost. Six, seven weeks down the line, he just wanted to jump. He had no, his life was so nothing. He, was, he had no place. Erev Shabbos, Friday morning, listen to this, Rabbi Isai. He got a letter in the mail in the army base. And the letter said as follows, Rabbi Isai, I was so taken with the, what the Mashgiach said afterwards to our lives. And the letter said, L'chvoid ha-bochayoker to this dear bocher so-and-so. Me'efo sh'atanimtza wherever you are. La'an shaloi gata to wherever you've gotten to, to wherever lows you've gotten to. Boy, lie. Come to me. One who's waiting for you to come. One who's waiting for your return. One who loves you. Shmuel Rozovsky. Panevizhir Rashi Yeshiva. The Helik Reb Shmuel. You have the whole set of Shur Reb Shmuel over there. The whole Torah today. The Yeshiva Shared is revolving about Reb Shmuel Rozovsky. And he, Reb Shmuel Rozovsky, wrote the letter to this kid. It couldn't have come at a more appropriate time. The boy was so taken. There were no telephones at that time. He got the message of Reb Shmuel if he could come to him for Shabbos. And they spent the Friday night together. And the rest is... History, the guy was back in Yeshiva and Baruch Hashem today. He has great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And this Mashkiach said, and this is what got me. 
This is a letter that every single Ben Israel gets from Boirei Kaloilamim. This is a letter which every Yid gets from Boirei Kaloilamim. I have Ben Yakirli Ephraim, my dear precious child Ephraim. Kaloyishol is called Ephraim. My dear precious Ben Yisrael, wherever you are, to wherever you've gotten to, boy, I lie, come to me, one who's waiting to embrace you. Avicha of Arachamon, your beloved father, Boyrei Kolhoilamim HaKadosh Baruch I'm telling you, a whole interview of Yom Kippur. I had to drive here, I had to drive there. My eyes were so tearful. There's a vinua of a Rachman, my beloved father. Irrelevant what I did. Irrelevant who I am. He's there waiting to embrace me. Waiting, waiting to accept me for whoever and whatever I want. Rabbi I can't tell you what kind of Yom Kippur it was. Every Arab Yom Kippur ever since then, every Yom Kippur since then, that are goshe, that Bari Olam doesn't care who and what I did, who and what I am. I am here because I'm your unconditional father waiting to embrace you. But I was just wondering, where's this letter? And this fellow reminded me a few weeks ago. This fellow reminded me a few weeks ago, he heard it. And I thought to myself, why Dafkim Kipper? Why can't this be all year round? Just to know that there's an Avinu of a Rachamon who's waiting for each and every, waiting for me, knock on my door. We, I'm here to accept you. I'm here to embrace you. It was such a chizuk. Yes, Rabbi Sai. And I found where it is, where this letter is written. And it's so much greater than the letter itself. Listen to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. It's a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim. It's a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim. Baruch Hashem today. There's so many songs, Baruch Hashem, that there's songs on Mesil Sesharim, there's songs from Tefillah, there's songs for Shir Hashirim. We probably get introduced. Sony Pasuk, without music, we wouldn't have known about it. But listen to this Pasuk. This is so much greater than the letter. The letter says, you come to me. But what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say in Shira Shirim Perikei Pasuk Beis? Ani, guys, go back. The Pasuk says, Rabbi said, listen to this, the letter says, we have to come back to him, but look what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Rabbi Sai, is there anything greater than this, greater love from Melech Malchei Amalachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is such a push, such a stub, such a drive, oi, techaparayin another broche, techaparayin another line of Gemara, you know what it means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Pasuk says, Ani Yishena, I am so Sleeping, I am in a slumber, says Ra 
Rashi, Klai Yisrael is talking, Ani Yishena, I am feeling like Miyuash, Rashi says, I gave up. I'm being an Ivan Hashem. Like someone who's sleeping. Like somebody who's a slumber. I'm not interested. My heart is awake. Who's Libby? Says Rashi. Libby, my heart. Even when I'm so down in the dumps, even when I'm not interested, and I totally gave up for Avedis Hashem, Libi, my heart, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says Rashi, Libi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Levavi, is air, is awake, to look after me and be so benevolent to me and to give me so much bountifulness, so much goodness. But he doesn't just stop with that. Oh, you are boy, Sai. How's it going next time, Zalman? I called I did I fake. Called I did I fake. My beloved Hakadosh Baruch Hu is knocking on my door. He's not telling me come to me. But Yehilam Kaviyochal bechvaytai who biatzmai is coming to the door of every single yid. Called I did I fake. Oh, he knocks on every Yiddish heart and every Yiddish in the Shama and every Yiddish in the Shama's door. All he wants is peace, really, peace, really, peace, really. I just opened the door. Just open it. How much? Open up the door. The size of the head of the head of the needle of the of the of the spitz of the needle. Open up that little bit, and I'll give you the world. I Shiraishi Nimlotol. I'm ready to give you everything. Says Rashi. I'm here full of brothers and shefa. Just show an interest, a mash of an interest. You know what that means, Rabbi Isai? You have the argoshe of what Barikaloy Lomim is to every single yid. Rabbi Isai, it's such a driving force, that unconditional love of Barikaloy Lomim. He's coming to knock on my door. And you know what? It takes us to the next level. It takes us to the footsteps in the sand. You know the footsteps in the sand? A guy has a dream. I saw this years ago, probably 30, 31, 32 years ago. I had a chavrusa night. He just got married then, so I used to him in the house. And he had this poem on his fridge. And I was going to sugar from this poem. It was such a Yiddish time. And it just killed me. I'll tell you what killed me about it. And I... I you must all know, but I saw it then. I was so frustrated. I went wild over it. And I remember, I remember there was a Bach who was staying by me then. A Bach was living by me then. Whatever it is, he got married two, three years later, and his wife was a calligrapher. She made me a beautiful thing, calligraphy of this poem. Oh, but listen. And the poem goes, a guy's walking, has a dream. He's walking on the beach. And he sees himself walking together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's four footsteps. Kavayachal in the stand. When you dream, you can do anything. Four footsteps. And... 
he, and all the scenes of his life are flashing by him. And he knows it's such an interesting phenomenon. When all those beautiful things are happening in his life, he sees four footsteps in the sand. HaKadosh Baruch was with him. And when it comes to those difficult times in his life, here he broke his hand, and here his father, and here this, and here he lost money, and here this, that. Every time there was a difficult time in his life, he sees just two footsteps in the sand. And he turns to HaKadosh Baruch and he says, How is it in those difficult moments when I needed you most, you left me by myself? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered him back, My dear, beloved child, at those moments of those difficult times in your life, and you see only two footsteps in the sand, those are my footsteps. Because in those moments, I was carrying you in my arms. In those difficult times, I was carrying you in my arms. I saw it, and I went Meshuggah at such a Yiddish time. And I found after it's a parasha next week's parasha. It's a posuk in next week's parasha, in parasha's Beshalach. Before Shaposuk, Rosh Mitzrayim came running back, running after the Yidin when they went to Mitzrayim, and Hashem takes the Anani Akavit, puts it to him in Mitzrayim, and Rashi says, Moshul Ma'adavadayim, what's it like? A fellow's going with his child, and the wolves come from behind, he puts his kid in front. The bandits come from the front, he puts his kid to the back. What happens if the bandits come from the front and the wolves in the back at the same time? He takes his child and puts him on his shoulder. Vani Tirgalti Lefrayim, Kochim al I'll take in my arms. In those difficult moments, you're in my arms. And then I have I said every night in Kishma Lamita, every night Chay Shabbos, in Vinoyam, Al Kapayim Yisoncha! I will carry you in my arms when? Pentigaif, but even Raglecha. If you might slip, stumble, falter, and fall, I'll carry you in my arms. Meridik. What made me crazy? What made me sugar? Because who wrote that poem? William McCormick. Some guy wrote the poem. And I couldn't, I was going to sugar. I'm getting all the desires. I'm getting all warmed up from this guy. Eh, nothing wrong. But it just, I don't know, it just didn't resonate with me. It just bothered me. Ten years ago. Ten years, this is a story of 31, 32 years ago. I'm going to sugar with this. Ten years ago, by my daughter's Shabbos Shevardrachas, I got up there and I said, Rabbi Sai. It finally hit me. Only a guy could write such a poem. And I wanted to take that paper and just rip it up into shreds. What's this guy saying? What's this guy? This good-for-nothing guy? What does he understand? What is he saying? Yeah, when things are going good, I'm taking it my own pace. God is standing next to me, you know, he's taking a stroll with me. Ani Mr. Delivad. I am managing myself tough. He comes and shake the Shebeilam. Fool that you are. You could be going on yourself at any time. You're in Akkadish Baruch's arms 24 7. 
in the good times and the bad times, you're being cradled by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're never on your own. And Hashem is just looking on. No, 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 no. You know the story with the guy who went to Manhattan and he needed probably like a $5 million deal, $5 billion. He had to be in Manhattan at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And he's looking around for a parking space. And he left Borough Park at 2.30, at 2 o'clock. It's already 3.30, 20 to 4. If you find me a parking space, I'll, 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 I'll start the fiyami. I'll, no, first I'll start 10%, I'll give 10% my sir. And you're going around and around. It's already a quarter for 10 to 4. Rebunish I'll give. I'll start the fiyami. And then it's already 10 to 4, 5 to 4. And, and Rebunish I'll give a chaymish. I'll give it 25%. I'll give it to the stocker. And as he finishes, I'll give 25% right in front of the building. A guy backs out. And he moves into the parking space. God deals off. I manage myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the way a guy could think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going good. Rabbi Isai, ah, is there a father like this in the world? Is there a father like this in the world? Such unconditional love, Rabbi Isai. That's the greatest chizuk, the greatest push. I want to connect to such a father, but it doesn't finish with that, Rabbi Isai. I just so recently, they asked me to speak. I wish I'd be able to live with this. There was a tukufa in my life for a year, two years, I tackled, but I wish I'd be able to carry it out. I thought after I would speak about it again, I would get to it, but it's still not the same like it was then. Shabbos, 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 hey, like it's Shabbos. Shalom Aleichem, Alachi Asharis. The Malachim are coming. Bayachem Lishalim. We spoke about the Shemazam together. Bayachem Lishalim. Come into the house. Baruchun Lishalim. Give me a bracha. And before he even makes Kiddush, says to Lashalom, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Riga, two malachim came, make Kiddush, give me something to eat. A shtickle of lachayim, happy something, happy something. Now get out of here before you start. What's going on? You got a bracha, you know, in English they say, in Hebrew they say, Akushi Asad Shalom, the, the one who has a different color skin did his job, Akushi Asad the Akushi can go now. You did your job, get out of here, yeah? That doesn't go like that, my friend. What's going on? The malachim came, and he did the job, and they get out of here, what's going on? Rabbi say, you know what Shabbos is all about? Shabbos, Halik is Shabbos. Just imagine, imagine the night of your chasana, and your parents are there, your in-laws are there, all your siblings are there, and your friends from Australia, from South Africa, from South America, from Russia, from China, everybody's there. And Mamish are just enjoying the chasana came, and the chuppah, and Mamish, and after the chuppah, you ready to go into Cheder Yichud? And all your friends said, come on, we came special from 5,000 miles away. Let us all come in together. <laughs> no, 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 come on. <laughs> come on, guys, come on, come on, come on. You know, Rabbi Sai, that's what Shabbos is all about. HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his beloved child. It's Cheder Yichud. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for everything. But excuse me, it's just now me, the chassan, and the kala together. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to spend a Shabbos together with you. Whoever you are, whatever you are, you now can make of the Shabbos whatever you want. It's just you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu hugged up together, cuddled up together. It's mavil. It's mavil. The Ava HaKadosh Baruch and my dear friends, my dear friends, this you're not going to be able to understand, but this is the MS. But this is the MS. You might be too young to understand this, but then we'll get to what the Pisgili is. And this is something, my boy said, which this is, this totally knocked me. 
this is. These, this understanding, these feelings of the Kesher with our Kaddish Baruch Hu, that, that unconditional love of our Kaddish Baruch Hu for every Ben and Bas Israel, no matter who and what you are, Rabbi Sai. Rabbi Sai, look, look, even Shmuel Baron Baruch is willing to accept and to embrace. Anybody can do it, Rabbi Sai. Anybody, anybody. Rabbi Yisai, Umay in Shira Shirim have a question to Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, tell Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hishbati Eschem Benoist Yerushalayim. It's another song, Baruch Hashem, which came out. Hishbati Eschem Benoist Yerushalayim. Klal Yisrael makes the Umay Sa'ilam make a promise. When you find my beloved at the end of time, when HaKadosh Baruch is going to ask all the nations of the world to testify about Klal Yisrael. How did they act in Golos? Says Klal Yisrael, what do I want you to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Shechoilas Ahavani. What's the literal translation? I am lovesick. Rashi says a different type. Choilas Abba, Rabbi said this is Lo Yuman. Choilas Abba says Rashi. Tell Hakadosh Baruch Hu, two thousand years of Golus I went through and I suffered persecutions. A Churban Bayis Rishon, a Churban Bayis an Inquisition, Chamlaniki, Stalin, Hitler. Gas chambers! Why? Call Masha Khalisi! Everything that I suffered in Galus was because of my Ava to you! HaKadosh Baruch Hu I'm not lovesick all that I suffered in Galus was because of my Ava to you and the nations of the world ask the question what is so special about your God more than all the other gods? And Rashi explains that you're willing to get burnt by the altar de fe, that you're willing to get crucified for burning What's the answer? Because we got something. There's nine psukim. But what's the final answer? I'm not going to I'll just tell you the vart. We got something by Kabbalah Satoira, which is worth everything in the world. And the Medrash explains what were those loving words, those sweet words that we heard from Akadesh Baruch Hu. And the Medrash says in Shirashir, man, this Pasuk, a Melech got upset at the crown prince. He had to give him some musr. And the kid started shaking. He was ready to faint. He was ready to fall apart. And the Melech saw he's going he's gonna, to, who knows what's going to happen to him. He quickly ran to his son. He grabbed his son and he said, My child, you're my beloved child. You're my precious child. Don't be scared. I am your loving father. Says the Medrash. That's what we got by Kabbalah Satayah. Listen to this. Hashem said, Anoichi Hashem alekecha, and loyelecha, and our neshamas were going out. And Hashem sent a malach to every single yid 
to hug him, to embrace him, to kiss him, and to tell him, You are my precious children! The whole Shirashirim is a husband and wife relationship. All of a sudden, children? My dear friends, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Klal Yisrael, the closest relationship in the world is a husband and a wife. But there's one problem. One little piece of paper could get rid of it. A divorce, a get. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're husband and wife together. It's a husband and wife relationship, but it's together. It's in the form of a father and son. It might not be as close, but it can never be severed. It's a husband and wife, together, father and son, never severable. We're always, always connected. That's what we got from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that unconditional love from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All we have to do is just open up the door. How does one open the door? How does one open the door? There is one, one of the ways, Rabbi Sai. one of the ways is, it's unbelievable. Wherever you are, Whatever you're doing, whatever you did, there's always that feeling that a yid has to have. Wherever I am, as, as far gone as I am, I, I still want connection with you. That expression is unbelievable, like the Medrash says in Shirashirim, a story on the Pasuk of Heviani HaMelech HaDorav HaKadosh Baruch who brought me into his inner chambers Nagila V'Nishmech HaBach will be happy with you, says the Medrash HaMaiseh, a couple came to him, Shimon Yechai, Rabbi said this is Mavil, and I think the connection of the story to the Pasuk is the answer to everything a couple came ten years after the Chas of Shimon Yechai they have no children what should they do? If Shimon Yechai says, the Torah says, married 10 years with no children, you got to get divorced. But you're not getting divorced because you're in a fight. You're not getting divorced because you're, you're, you're angry at each other. That's just a massive. Just like when you got married, just like when you got married, you got married, so too, when you're going to get divorced, make a party tonight, make him that best, that best last supper. And he makes that, and she makes that supper that night. It's marvel what the major says. And she gave him to eat. She gave him to drink some good wines. In the middle, he was getting a little bit tipsy. And in the middle, he tells her, my dear wife, Chanele, we had a beautiful 10 years. It's coming to an end at nobody's fault. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's I want you to remember these 10 years. Take any object from this house and take it just to remember we had a good 10 years. And he falls asleep into slumber. He was half drunk. And she tells her servants, take my husband in his bed. Take him over to my father's house. He wakes up a few hours later and he tells his wife, what am I doing here? Aren't we at home? She said, but you told me I should take 
anything that I want, any object that I want. My dear husband, there is nothing more precious to me than you, my dear husband. They went back to Yibshim ben Yechai and they told him the story. And Yibshim ben Yechai started to daven for them and they were zaycha to children. I don't understand. If Yibshim ben Yechai was able to daven, why didn't he daven right away? You know what the answer is? If you would have davened right away, it wouldn't have worked. It's only after they came to that recognition, I can't be without you. Then they were zeichet to get children. And the Medrash brings the story on this pasuk of Heli Ani HaMelech HaDorov. HaKadosh Baruch Hu by Matantayra brought us into his innermost chambers. Opened up all the heavens and he told Kaisel, choose whatever you want. And what did Kaisel say? Nagilov in Ismechabach! Oh, everybody, you're offering us everything. Aber Bach Bitayrascha! Bach Bitayrascha! What is precious to me? My connection with you! My connection with you in Yerushalayim and Avaid Sashem! In Dveikus Labarikaloy Lamim! That's when Klai Yisrael got that relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wherever you are, whoever you are, a yid could cry out from the depths with everything which is going around in my life. But Olam, my connection to you means so much. I have Tivis, I have Ritzoynis, I have Yetzirahs, but Rebbeinu Shiloilam, I know what's important. And how does one express it, Rabbi Isai? There's one thing, and with this I'm finishing off, Rabbi Isai. How does a yid express it? Yankov Avinu meets up with the Malach, the Tsar of Esav, and he has a fight with him. And Yankov Avinu wins. And he got a new name. What new name did he get? Yisrael. Why did he get the name Yisrael? Because you fought with a Malach, Batuchal, and you, and you won. Wow, to remember such a thing, he got a name Yisrael. Again, the name Yisrael from the word of Sarisa, because you fought and you won. You want to make a remembrance of what happened? Shouldn't the name have been Vatuchal? You fought with a mouth and you won. I was once going in a text and I said, and the text had a little kippah on his head. He says, Harav, tagidli Yishach. So I told him this kasha. So the guy tells me, huh, there's no such a name, Vatuchal. <laughs> I told him before the name Yisrael, there was also not such a name. Oh, Ken, that's So call him Batuchal. Call him Batuchal. You know what the answer is, Rabbi Isai? I, the answer is, the Halekikotsker said. Who was Yankovinu fighting with? He was fighting with a Malach, with the Sarish Lay Samuel. That was the Yitzhahari himself. The Kotzke said nothing to do with this Kasha. The Kotzke said, What is the Yitzhahari? This is not a Kotzke, put it down. I found out that it's a Chavis Kotzke said, Yitzhahari is this ferocious looking lion with smoke coming out of his ears, fire coming out of his nostrils. Don't mess. Don't mess. But says the Kotzke, er is gemacht von papier. He's made out of paper. If you just start with him, he 
crumbles into nothing. The whole koyach of the Yetzirah is, don't even bother to try, because there's no way you're going to win. That's his whole koyach. But once you just start, he's made out of paper, and he just crumbles. <laughs> Yankiv's koyach! What was the name for? Once you put up a fight, of course you're going to win Bezer Hashem. And it's not even about winning Bechlal. Hashem HaYeshua, Ilmoli HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't help you. You can't be Mizgaber. What's demanded of the person? Put up a fight! Put up a fight! Yes, I'll slip on a hundred brachas. I'll slip on a hundred Shmir Sinayims. But one time! Wow! That's Nitzachayim. Yankiv Avinu was zoiche to be menatzeach in the Yitzhahare because he was willing to put up a fight. The name Yisrael is. Why did he win the war? Because he was willing to put up a fight. I'll do what I could do right now. All I could do is give you one little pinch on your little pinky. But that's all. But that's what I'm gonna do. Yosef Hatzadik. He was holding by doing the avera. What happened? Hashem sent him of the mizdukner of Yankee Vavino. We never get that. What happened? And Yankee, Yosef, the Gemara says, is the, the one who we say, "Look, are you greater than? Are you any? Are you any better than Yosef, who also had terrible nisyanis?" How could you use Yosef as an example of winning over Nisyanus? He got a demustiukner. He got a, a navu of seeing his father's face. Send me Yankee Vavino when I have an Nisyan. Why was Yosef zoiche to that? Because every single day, Aisha's petifar came to him. To him, she, she should do that very. Yosef felt it's not shy for me to overcome. It's too difficult. So maybe I shouldn't start. And Yosef says, No, today I could do it. Today I'm going to do it. Tomorrow I could do it. Tomorrow I'll do it. It came one day of weakness, and he couldn't. But you did all you could do. Hashem sent him the Dumas and saved him. You did what you could do. Just put up that fight. The Gishmak in Avedis Hashem, the Vahayevna comes. When you realize the Ahava, that Akkadish Baruch has an unconditional love for everybody in Israel, how he cherishes the smallest thing that you're doing, that you're willing to put up a fight, that one Shahakal the Abedvaroi, that five minutes of learning, that he's Gabrus one time not to look where you shouldn't. Oi! That's about Kodesh Baruch the greatest of Karbonis. My dear friends, my dear friends, the unconditional love of Kodesh Baruch and all he wants of us, put up the fight, I'll take care of the rest. It might take a day, a week, a month, two years, but you do what you could. You're not meant to win the war. You're meant to put up a fight. HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us all siyat We should feel, we should appreciate, understand that unconditional love of Barikalai Lamim and put up that fight in those little tiny things and you have no idea where that's going to get you to. My dear Yiddish Neshomalach, my dear Yiddish Kindalach, I'm telling you there's nothing more gishmak. Ask, ask the guys who are here, who they started, how it's going, how I love it, how I love it, how gishmak it is. And with Siyat Dishmaya, you'll grow and you'll shtay and you'll be a nachasruach for yourselves, 
for Klai Yisrael, for Bari Kalaylamim, and above all, you'll live such blissful, happy lives because you're going to be so happy with yourself. Hatzalacha to you all. I love you all. Oh, that's